One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Screen time. It's my screen time too. Screen time, screen time, screen time. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming. From Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone voluntarily. I'm Deborah, And I'm Katie. And I have three kids. Tony is 10. And Libby and Nate are six and a half. And I have two kids. Jay is four and Kenny is one. Our kids are pretty stinking adorable, and at the beginning of every episode, we like to tell a quick story about how awesome or occasionally awful they are just to get it out of the way, because in addition to being witty and incisive pop culture consumers, we're moms too. Deborah, have your kids done anything particularly adorable this week? So Libby and this friend of hers in class write notes back and forth to one another, and I don't really know the content of Libby's notes but all of her friend's notes come home and her friend wrote a note and I'm paraphrasing it essentially said, dear Libby, I have to tell you about something sad. My mom ran over a bunny with her car. (laughs) BFF forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. And so adorably analog. I'm glad they're not like, texting one another back and forth I thought it was so I mean it's sad that the bunny died but also I just thought it was like a hilarious note and I don't know recently I ran over a chipmunk I think in our alley and I felt kind of bad but there's like a million of them back there so not super bad yeah so then it really made me wonder what is Libby what kind of family news is she <laughs> she was probably like, don't worry, my mom just ran over a chipmunk. <laughs> How about your kids? Jay totally pulled a classic a couple days ago. It's nighttime. He decides he doesn't want to sleep in his bed. He wants to sleep with mommy and daddy. So he tries to sneak into our room. But of course, we hear him coming. And... I look at him as he's coming in, and he has his blankie over his head as he's walking. So (laughs) he looks like a ghost. And Kevin (laughs) stops him because Kevin's bed is near the door and, like, pulls the blankie off his head and says, Buddy, you got to go back to bed. And Jay is just flabbergasted. And he says, How did you see me? That is hilarious. Like, he... He thought that because he had a blanket over his head... Like, he couldn't see us, so obviously we couldn't see him, and the blanket over his head was the whole disguise, and oh man, I just felt like that's one of those classic kid moments. (laughs) Yeah, that is really funny. (laughs) The indignance in his voice. How did you see me? (laughs) (laughs) So, our screen time in the news article this week is slightly more of a bummer. It is an article from October 21st from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution by Courtney Cuppers. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. 
and the article is called Could Screen Time Accelerate Your Aging? A new study suggests yes. Let's just add this to the pile of alarmist stuff about how screens are ruining our lives. But it's mostly about how exposure to blue light is not good for us. We already pretty much knew that it wasn't good for us because it keeps us from sleeping. But now they're saying that it could actually shorten our lifespans based on, it looks like only one study, which was published Mm -hmm. in the journal Aging and Mechanisms of Disease, which just sounds like such a fun read. (laughs) So the study looked at fruit flies who had 12 hours of exposure to blue LED light and it looks like it shortened their lifespan considerably. So they're saying this could possibly also apply to humans. I picked the article and I kind of thought it would be about something totally different because I'm a really vain person and I'm like really self-conscious about my skin. And so I thought it was going to be about like how it makes you look older. Yes. Yes. I totally thought the same thing. It's not just you. (laughs) When I saw the headline, I was like, oh crap. Is my iPhone giving me wrinkles? (laughs) Yes, me too. And then I read it and I was like, Yep. (laughs) Shorter lifespan, no big deal. Whatever. As long as my crow's feet are okay. (laughs) Are you conscious of your blue light exposure at night? I know a lot of people are very careful about keeping their bedrooms a blue light free zone. Do you try to do that? I deliberately don't look at my phone like at least an hour before bed. Wow. Or watch anything like by like on the tv I don't know I usually try to like read or something a real print book before I fall asleep and usually that works well (laughs) yeah no that's a really good policy I read on my phone so I am Mm -hmm. always having exposure to blue light even like reading a novel it's so weird how I've gotten used to reading novels on my teeny tiny phone but I'm sure it's not good for my sleep But you know what else is not good for my sleep? Having children. So, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Do we have any follow-up from our last episode? Well, by the time you listen to this, Halloween will be over. But my kids settled on Halloween costumes. Ooh. Libby is Jasmine, very fully inspired by the live-action Aladdin movie that we saw this summer. And we bought her a wig at Target that makes her look very much like a real princess. Aww. Yeah. And then you can totally buy happiness at the Disney store. (laughs) Uh, My boys are going to be Sith Troopers, which is like a stormtrooper, but red. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they had names and I'm supposed to be the Star Wars nerd. Yeah. So Halloween is just one of our favorite holidays. The one thing that makes me really glad about the new live action Aladdin from a Halloween costume perspective is I remember when the first movie came out, the cartoon version, Jasmine is wearing a crop top and it totally sucked for all children who wanted to dress as Jasmine if they lived in the Midwest because it's far too cold. We're already in discussions over 
how we're going to deal with that on actual Halloween night. Because, yeah, it'll definitely be too cold for midriff bearing. But at least, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the new movie, at least her torso is covered, right? Or no? Well, the costumes available are still have the midriff. Oh, darn. Okay, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Today, we are discussing a brand new show on ABC with host Tiffany Haddish titled Kids Say the Darndest Things. This is a reboot. The original show aired on CBS from 1998 to 2000, and it starred Bill Cosby. You should see her face. You can probably hear the face she's making. It was inspired, that show was inspired by a segment on Art Linkletter's house party that aired in the 1950s and 1960s. The premise for the show is that the hosts ask kids leading questions to try to get them to give cute, um, sometimes unintentionally racy responses in front of a studio audience who is amped up to hear (laughs) funny things from kids. We picked it because it is an obvious and similarity to Carol Burnett's A Little Help on Netflix, which we watched before and reviewed. And personally, I just love Tiffany Haddish. I think she's so, so, so hilarious and just a genuine joy to watch. We watched season one, episode one, You're Famous But You Ain't All That. And episode two, Taylor Swift is my friend. There's just a handful of episodes out right now, and they're about an hour long, so we just went with those first two. So we'll start by going through the episodes one by one and then move on to our more general thoughts. I will start with a bit of a confession. I I watched these episodes really piecemeal, and I didn't take great notes. So sometimes I'm a little fuzzy on which segments came in which episode. So forgive me if I step on your toes in this recap. Okay. (laughs) So the first episode, You're Famous, But You Ate All That, started with a segment where Tiffany Haddish interviewed three friends, three friends, and I don't exactly remember their ages, three girls, want to say like seven to nine yeah yeah and she was asking them what what they wanted to be when they grew up and they said they wanted to have a band and they got to talking about celebrity and how Tiffany Haddish was famous but they wanted to know what famous people she knew and she said Taylor Swift is my friend and they didn't believe her so she tried to call Taylor Swift But Taylor Swift was on a plane, so she just texted Tiffany Haddish. This wasn't the most interesting television to watch. Like someone (laughs) waiting on a text message. Not great TV. Mm -hmm. So the girls remain skeptical that Taylor Swift is Tiffany's best friend or a friend of hers. Uh, And then there was a second pre-recorded segment in which Tiffany Haddish told kids they were filming a commercial for her new product, She Ready, Dessert Ketchup. And so she made the kids eat a bunch of desserts covered in ketchup on camera, the catch being that it was just actual ketchup. So kids had to pretend like they were really enjoying a piece of cake with ketchup on it, jelly beans with ketchup on it, 
etc cetera, etc cetera. um there was also a uh interview later in the episode with a kid playing some really good blues piano there was a young kid five four four probably four uh who claimed that he was big he was Tiffany Haddish's biggest fan because he'd seen her on Groupon commercials, <laughs> uh, which was cute. There was a whole segment about finding kids for the show, although I don't really remember whether that was in episode one or two, like auditions for the kids, uh, which was just Tiffany Haddish sitting on a couch watching kids do silly things. Then there was this kind of hilarious segment where Tiffany Haddish explained that the show was originally based on a segment from House Party, and she sat down to watch some clips from that show of kids saying funny things like back in the 60s, 50s and 60s. The funny thing was in doing research to prepare for this episode, I looked on YouTube to try and find clips of that original show, and there was a segment from the Bill Cosby version in which Bill Cosby sat down and watched the exact same series of clips from oh, the Art Linklater so those show. Were, those must have been the absolute highlights. Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, they so were I, funny. I watched it twice. So, yeah, that was about it for the pilot. I thought it felt a little rough, but that could have been just because it was a pilot. Like, they were definitely trying to see what was working. You could also kind of see a little flop sweat on Tiffany Haddish's face because she she was just trying really hard. You could feel the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was clear also that they filmed different segments at different times. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that. Like, what was the studio audience getting? I felt a little cheated on their behalf at times. Yeah, she was wearing um, this red suit and sneakers like kind of a sporty business casual outfit when she was on stage with the kids and that continued in the second episode so I wondered if she just did a bunch of the kids on stage all in one sitting and then you know I don't know how many episodes that will continue I hope for the sake of all those grown-ups that she did like a super racy comedy bit afterwards like she made them watch hours of children's interviews (laughs) and then she was like okay I'll throw you a bone because that was really long. (laughs) I know. Do you think, though, because it would always show after it showed the kid, it would show their parent in the audience. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was just a bunch of stage moms and dads in the audience and like every person in that audience had a personal stake, like their kid was going to get up on stage? If it was, it was kind of like, the early audition scenes of American Idol because some of those kids were smoother than others. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the little boy that was Tiffany Haddish's biggest fan, Mm -hmm. she revealed to him that she's queen whatever I want to be from the Lego movie too. And I had kind of forgotten that about her and I'm glad that she reminded us. (laughs) (laughs) Did they also break dance or was that a different little kid? That was the same kid. Okay. Yep. They did some really cute break dancing. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a highlight. One thing I wanted to talk about was her use of the phone and like texting Taylor Swift. I thought that was really awkward. And I wasn't sure if it's just because I am not the audience for that type of 
thing on a TV show? Is that like trying to appeal to iGen generation? I mean, to me, it felt less calculated than that and more just desperately trying to see what works. Yeah, maybe. Okay, well, let's move on to episode two. Sounds good. Taylor Swift is my friend. This one started out with Tiffany Haddish. She had a a three-year-old makeup tutorial YouTube star on to advise her on her makeup. I thought that was super cute. The little girl was just adorable, and the rapport they had together was nice. This episode had sort of a theme of jobs, so she was wearing that same red suit on stage. She interviewed um, a boy who had a bowling ball cleaning business and a girl who wanted to be a firefighter. She had a bunch of clips of kids in talking about whether or not they had boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Then she had a clip where she invited a 10-year-old girl into her office and did this bit where Tiffany's ex-boyfriend was calling her phone and they were discussing like goldfish turtle custody and she was trying to like see if this girl could do good work as a personal assistant. There were a bunch of kids on the street interviews trying to talk about New York City, but basically none of them could say anything even clever about New York City. Then the most like rehearsed or thought out segment was, I thought this one was funny. It was a segment called Six in the City and Tiffany Haddish like sits down for Shirley Temple's served in martini glasses with three little girls who are all six years old. And they talked about Instagram drama and it was, and then they tried to interview little girls on the street asking if they were a Miranda or Carrie and none of them had any clue what that meant. <laughs> there was a panel of kids evaluating Tiffany Haddish's red carpet looks kids explained beatboxing and then kind of the whole episode teased at that this was coming and Tiffany Haddish took those three girls from the first episode to Good Morning America got them a front row seat and they saw Taylor Swift perform and then they went backstage and they met Taylor Swift who was like so delightful and so nice to her super fans it was cute and it ended with a little tea party. Oh, yeah. See, I felt like this one had a lot. Well, again, they were just trying to see what worked. But there mm-hmm. were a lot more segments that worked. So maybe it's just one of those shows that needs some time to find itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we like the concept? We had the same conversation about a little help with Carol Burnett, whether or not it's it's exploitative of the kids and -hmm. whether or not we feel comfortable laughing at them Mm -hmm. and I think if I remember correctly I was uncomfortable with it and I think I'm gonna stick with that (laughs) yeah I felt like with the Carol Burnett show to me that one felt a little more exploitative than this one does I think to me this one felt like the kids are a little more in on the joke Really? And they were on that show. I mean, but I didn't find it to be that funny, but I also don't think it's necessarily made for us. I feel like it might be made for a little bit of an older crowd. I can see that. I can see that. But if that's the case, then why cast Tiffany Haddish? Like, 
Does an older crowd know who she is? I'm not sure that they would, but I think she is just generally like a warm and very engaging stage presence. So I think she has kind of universal appeal. I mean, I like her a lot, too. I just Mm -hmm. I have to push back on you a little bit for that, because when Cosby hosted it, he was, you know, in the Cosby show mold he was like America's dad you know everybody Mm -hmm. loved Cliff Huxtable probably even some of the kids he was talking to actually knew who he was right but I don't think Tiffany Haddish has any of that because her biggest role is playing someone who pees on people from a zip line and I don't think I don't know that doesn't translate to like very maternal sentiments on my part oh see I see her as like America's zany aunt but I do think that there was a little bit more sentimental goodwill for me for Carol Burnett Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that was a missed opportunity maybe in rebooting this show to get someone Mm -hmm. who had more of that vibe but maybe they were intentionally trying to be different so there was in that ketchup commercial spoof again Deborah's face awesome right now (laughs) so there were three participants in that two girls who one kind of tried to get down the dessert covered in ketchup one really refused and then there was this boy who must have been like a really actually pretty good actor because he was trying to sell the she ready ketchup and he was doing a good job but tiffany haddish like she kept piling on the ketchup onto stuff like sour straws and marshmallows and then serving it to the kids with like a lot of glee in her eyes which is all leading me to ask you katie overall is this show mean (laughs) yeah well yeah fundamentally i think it's mean because you're laughing at kids for stuff they don't understand I know. Well, that's okay for us to do. And like, I mean, we share a cute story about sometimes funny, unintentional things our kids do at the beginning of every episode. When you sit down Mm -hmm. and watch it for 40 minutes, it just feels a little icky. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you feel like the show is less mean than Carol Burnett? I felt like Carol Burnett laughed in the kids' faces more than Tiffany Haddish did. But it has been a while since we watched that, so... I just feel like structurally, for me, that show was put together better. Because it had a coherent theme for every Mm -hmm. episode, it was like, we'll talk to the kids for a little bit about whatever our subject is, then we'll have a guest out Mm -hmm. to present a problem, and the kids will give advice on that problem. Whereas this show really did feel all over the place it was also double the length of an episode of <laughs> yeah, a little help it was and too long yeah you felt every minute of those 42 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. it was really really long who did you like the best out of all those kids I really liked the bigger blonde girl from the Taylor Swift bits Because when she met Taylor Swift, you could see the genuine emotion she was feeling. Like, she was trying not to cry. It was just, it was so heartwarming to see a genuine moment of joy. She was my favorite. She was my favorite, too. Because in the first episode, like, the two girls she was with were kind of sassy. But 
when Tiffany Haddish asked her, like, if you could meet Taylor Swift, what would you say to her? And she was just like, I really admire all of your work. It was just very heartfelt. Mm -hmm. But the one I think that you liked that I really thought fell flat was the Sex in the City or the Six in the City one. I just liked the prem. I just liked the premise. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it was a good opportunity to do something funny. But I think the six-year-olds were miscast. Like they weren't. Yeah. They weren't sassy enough. Mm-hmm. They were super into the Shirley Temples, though. Yeah. Well, who who isn't? Who doesn't love <laughs> a straight shot of sugar in a martini glass? Mm-hmm. So, what did you think about the production design? I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier with the pre-tape segments. The fact that it was clear that they taped some things in bulk and then just spliced them in. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. You know what it felt like? It did feel a lot like a throwback to the late 90s, early 2000s. It felt like the Star Search set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like everything that Tiffany Haddish wore. Mm-hmm. I liked all the wardrobe choices that they made for her. Yeah, she had a great black jumpsuit with like a blue sash Oh, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they did film that one scene in her office. I don't know if it's really her office, but I really loved the design of that office. Everything was like very white and sparkly and (laughs) minimalist. (laughs) So were you able to compare this to any adult movies or shows? I thought of those sometimes cruel segments, and they must be on like comedy news shows because I can't think of an explicit example when they did it on a real news show but you know when they go out on the street and they like ask people who the vice president is or where Syria is on a map and Mm -hmm. no one can say so they do that to prove that Americans are all stupid so I thought of that I also thought of the truly terrible movie that Kevin and I tried to watch a couple weeks ago based on, I guess, a web series that we had also never seen. Have you seen Between Two Ferns? I have seen the show, but not the movie. Okay, so we had never seen the show. I was aware that it existed. We saw a trailer for the movie on Netflix, and it looked pretty funny because the concept is that Zach Galifianakis interviews celebrities but is like pretty gut-wrenchingly mean to them in Mm -hmm. his questions and then their responses are just appropriately angry with him Mm -hmm. so we thought that the movie would be funny based on this but no the movie was actually really terrible but the whole Mm -hmm. interviewing celebrities and kind of catching them off guard reminded me of this show yeah I would add do you remember the Ollie G show? Yes. Yes. Same deal. Mm-hmm. And like you want it to be funny because Sasha Baron Cohen can be so funny, but it's really excruciating to watch him confront <laughs> in his Ollie G persona. Somebody <laughs> who doesn't know that it's fake and supposed to be funny. Yeah. Even if it's somebody kind of evil like Newt Gingrich, it's Yeah. I didn't like watching that so much. Speaking of Sasha Baron Cohen, have you watched his new serious series? Wow, that's a lot of S's. His new dramatic series on Netflix called Spy? What? No, I have not. He is, 
I guess, honestly, a dramatic actor, which I suppose I knew somewhere in my head. But uh, yeah, there's no comedy in it at all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, I'll add that to my list. We, we didn't make it all the way through just because when I watch a show about spies, I want it to be about the spying and how the spying yeah. is getting done. I don't really want it to be a story about how much he misses his wife and his actual life and how being a spy is changing him for the worse. Mm-hmm. I just want yeah, to know the nuts any... and bolts of this, this. Like, did you like the Americans then? I did. I am two seasons. I stopped two seasons before the end with the full intention to go back to it. But I feel like that was a better balance because you still got like weirdo things like what? Like they're putting a body in a suitcase now. You got like some moments of this is the nuts and bolts of how spying works. Mm-hmm. And, and then you and had it was like 80s spy craft. Yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was neither here nor there with Sasha Baron Cohen. But the Ali G show is definitely a good comparison. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Tiffany Haddish already cast the gritty HBO reboot with her show. They ready on Netflix. She, I guess like she had her stand up special with Netflix and they gave her like so much money that she was like, let's spread this around. And so she found, I think six total comics to have their own little specials on Netflix. And it's kind of like, people who aren't big names in stand-up. Um, I watched one of them and it was really good. It started out with like kind of a backstage, like showing them chatting and stuff. And then just the comics set. I did not even know that existed. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish is all over the place this fall. Well, I'm glad because despite the fact that I say I liked a little help with Carol Burnett more, I am happy to see Tiffany Haddish seizing this moment and getting everything she can from it. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. You deserve it. You're a very funny, funny. (laughs) Okay. So do you remember that dating show that was on for a while where people went on a date and their friends tailed them in a surveillance van? Oh, vaguely. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of want a gritty HBO reboot that's like that. And Tiffany Haddish can be like part of the regular crew in the surveillance van. And they're surveilling actors who are making a show. But for one reason or another, they're forced to go off script and improvise. And it's only actors that play smart people generally. So we can see them trying to make up smart sounding dialogue and (laughs) laugh at how hilariously bad it is. It's pretty mean spirited. I will agree. But as we already covered, I think these kids shows are kind of mean spirited as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I want to see Jesse Eisenberg trying to make up smart talk. Uh, I want to see Ryan Gosling. I tried to think of some women I would like to see, but I think I only want to see dudes being taken down in this way. I like that. How about Benedict Cumberbatch? Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. See, there are a ton of possibilities out there. Slash, I am a monster. (laughs) (laughs) 
Was it better when we were kids? You know, we didn't even address this yet, but the Cosby question, because this was on, I don't know why I remember it being on when I was much younger, like the late 90s to 2000, but obviously Cosby's image now is so tainted that I don't think we can say it was better when we were kids in any way. No, absolutely not. I would be curious to see more clips of the link art link letter one. Cause so do you think that his fell flat? I mean, it was just a, shr- a much shorter segment. It wasn't like an hour long show. And that's all it needs guys. This mm-hmm. does not need to be an hour long show. Just cut it in half or have half be a totally different show starring Tiffany Haddish (laughs) and then just have 15 minutes of this. I think that it's a really good lesson that they should have learned. (laughs) Which makes this next question kind of superfluous. Would you ever watch this alone voluntarily? Gosh, it was hard. No, it was hard to watch just these two episodes. Yeah, I would not watch it alone. 10 seconds on whether it's good for our kids. I just don't think it's something kids would find funny because they don't understand what the joke is or they don't understand that the joke is on them. And if they did understand that the joke was on them, I still don't think they'd think it was funny. I think they'd think it was mean. Yeah, I don't think that my kids would have any interest in watching this show. Yeah. Ratings... I have so much goodwill for Tiffany Haddish. I want to give it a higher rating. Yeah, same. I guess I'll give it a two. Two and a half. (laughs) We both sound so dispirited. I really wanted to like it a lot. I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. Yeah, I wanted it to be like the hip alternative to the Carol Burnett show. Mm -hmm. Um, But... It wasn't hip. It was just trying really hard. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Tiff. Sorry, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our website at myscreentime2.com. You can also still find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That is also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments at at myscreentime2. Or you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah and her adorable children, and our podcast is produced by me, Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.